Incredibly, this year marks 55 years since the Six-Day War, 55 years since we experienced almost unprecedented miracles, arguably the greatest miracles the Jewish people has experienced and benefited from since the days of Tanakh. Hard to imagine, for those of us living now, life without Yerushalayim, without the Kotel, without Hebron and Maras HaMachpelah, without the Kevarachel and Beis Lechem, without those huge swaths of land which we now have, the biblical corridor of Ara Yehuda and the Shomron, Baruch Shechayanu V'Kimanu V'Giyanu Lazman Hazeh. The Gemara in Masech Kedushin, Adaf Memtes, says something that is at once both very powerful and striking, but also enigmatic and almost, almost inexplicable. It says the Gemara, Asar Kabim Yofi Yordu L'Olam, Tishanat L'Yushalayim, Vechad, that ten measures of beauty were brought down into the world, nine of which were given to Yushalayim, and one to the rest of the world. In other words, according to the Gemara, 90% of all beauty in the world is contained in Yushalayim. Unquestionably a powerful, striking statement. But what does it mean? What is it even talking about? Are we talking about the mountains around Yushalayim, the scenery? I mean, it is all nice, really, it is. No question about it. But 90% of all beauty in the world? Does that make any sense? Does anyone really believe that? It seems clear that Chazal must be intending something much deeper. There's a deeper message that we need to understand. You cannot take a Gemara and a statement like this merely at face value. Rav Gedal Yeshor, and his Sefer Or Gedal Yahu, suggests that the yofi, the beauty that is being described here in the Gemara, really refers to the intense revelation of Hashem's presence, the hashras hashchina, the beauty or the glow, the, the sense of shchina, the ziv hashchina, which appears throughout the world and is attainable throughout the world, but is most intensively revealed and felt in Yerushalayim. How does he know that yofi, beauty, refers to a revelation of God's presence, not the way we usually would use the term of beauty, but in this specific sense. So one of his primary sources comes from the well-known pasuk regarding Moshe Rabbeinu, that after having spent 40 days and 40 nights on the mountain, receiving and learning the Torah from Hashem, the Torah attests to us that when he came down from the mountain, Moshe lo yada ki karan or panav bidabro ito. Moshe was not aware that his face had a glow. His face was lit up. And people noticed this when they talked to him. In other words, after a 40-day, incredibly intensive experience of learning Torah with Hashem, an otherworldly experience, quite literally, up in the heavens, no food, no drink, no sleep, just experiencing for 40 days, non-stop, intensive, spiritual, sublime experience, when Moshe comes down from the mountain and people see him, then they see his face lit up. Says Rav Shor that this is basically the same idea that the Gemara is referring to when it talks about the beauty of Yerushalayim. Whether you refer to it as beauty, yofi, or light, the or, those phenomenon, which are either identical and synonymous or virtually the same, they both emerge from the same source, and that is the revelation 
of Hashem's presence, of an intense spiritual experience in this world. And what he really seems to be getting at, the uh, Sefer Orgadayo is sometimes written in a very short and sometimes a dense way, but this is how I believe uh, is the right way to understand this, and if I'm not mistaken, I think this is what I once saw in the name of Rabbi Yisrael Reisman when he was quoting Rabbi Gadai Shor. What seems to really be communicated here in this powerful idea is that Yofi, beauty, emerges from a connection, from even a synthesis, but certainly a connection between Gashmias and Ruchmias, between spirituality and physicality. In other words, when the Torah describes Moshe's face being filled with light, it specifically talks about how, when did that happen? When he came down from the mountain. Not when he was up in heaven, but when he was in this world. And the Torah specifically emphasizes it was when other people, normal, regular people, were interacting with him, were speaking with him. When he was having interactions and speaking with regular, normal people. That's when, specifically the Torah is emphasizing, that's when there was a glow to Moshe's face. When you have an intense, powerful spirituality down and existing and interacting in this world, then it takes the form of beauty and of light. And that's why the earthly Yerushalayim, the Yerushalayim Shalmata, as the Gemara refers to it, it is so full of beauty, even 90%. It's specifically the earthly Yerushalayim. Yes, it is those stones, it is those mountains, but not because of some objective sense of beauty. Perhaps in those measures there's other cities, other mountains that are more beautiful. But specifically because Yerushalayim is, as we know, Shar Hashemayim, it is the gateway to heaven, it is the place where Hashem's Shechina is most intensely felt and manifest and revealed. Therefore, seeing and experiencing that spirituality in this world that's what Chazal referred to as genuine and true beauty. This idea that beauty in the language of Chazal, Yofi, refers to a synthesis between physical and spiritual realities can further be seen in an unrelated comment, but one that overlaps in this one regard, from Reb Chaim Velazhener, in his commentary to Perk Yavos, known as Ruach Chaim on the Mishnah that says, Yofe Talmud Torah im derech eretz. It's good to combine Torah study and working for a living. Now why is that Yofe? Why is that good? Why is that beautiful? Well, the simple understanding, of course, is that you've got to make a living. And it's not, it's not necessarily ideal, uh, clearly according to the Mishnah, to be reliant uh, on people's uh, tzedakah and generosity. However, Rav Chaim actually has a slightly different explanation. And he says specifically, why is it Yofe? Why is that beautiful? That's referring to someone who, even when he's involved in his parnasa and his derech eretz, he's still thinking about the Torah. In other words, what's Chav Chaim Velazhner saying? Basically the same thing that we've been saying. And that is, that when is it yafe, when is it beautiful? When you can figure out a way to combine your derech eretz and your Torah. Not just that you have a parnasa and you also make time to learn and daven and do mitzvos. Rechaim Velazhner is going out of his way to explain the Mishnah. Why is it Yafe? Not because the two uh, or three or four different phenomenon exist in parallel, but rather they are, in some sense, combined. That shiluv, as we say in modern Hebrew, that synthesis, that combination, that connection between Talmud Torah and Derech Eretz, between Ruchnius and Gashmius, that's the Yafe in the Mishnah. And that is the same idea that Rav Vidal Shor is saying, that's the Yofi of Yerushalayim. 
Baruch Hashem, in the last 55 years, we have been zocha to see the incredible, explosive expansion and development of Yerushalayim, both as the physical capital of Medinat Yisrael, an emerging economic and tech hub, as well as, of course, even more importantly, the spiritual center and driving force of all Torah learning, really, in the entire world. Over the last 55 years, the engine driving all of that explosive religious growth, not only in Israel, but throughout the diaspora, clearly, unquestionably, that engine is churning, is working from Yerushalayim. And therefore, we have to be grateful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on this day, on the anniversary of these incredible events, for this gift. But it's not enough to just be thankful in some abstract sense. We must be the type of people who genuinely appreciate both aspects of Yerushalayim. If we want to appreciate the beauty of Yerushalayim, then we need to appreciate the shiluv, the combination and the connection between both Yerushalayim as the burgeoning capital in the physical, political, economic sense of the Jewish people, as well as the fact that it is, even more importantly, the spiritual hub of the Jewish people. Each one of those is important. Not equal, but both important. But the beauty Beauty comes from the combination. And we have to appreciate, if we want to appreciate that beauty, we have to appreciate both dimensions. Permit me to conclude the powerful story that occurred just a short while after the conclusion of the Six-Day War, 55 years ago. The famous Magid of Yerushalayim, of Shalom Shwadran, was invited to a secular Moshav to speak about the events, the incredible transformative events that they'd all just experienced. And he began by telling a story of a certain commander or an officer who was part of the soldiers who took place, who took part, excuse me, in the battles during those days. And this soldier, whatever exactly the specifics are, I don't know, but apparently he had a camera with him and he had the ability, uh, in fact, he did take many, many pictures of the things that he had seen, the incredible things that he saw and experienced. After the war was finally over and victorious and he thankfully had survived, he went and brought his camera to a store that would develop the pictures. But to his great shock and consternation, when he opened up the camera, he saw that he had never put in the film. It was empty. It had been a camera without film. It was an empty camera. He was so upset, despondent. All these historic pictures and sights that he wanted to capture had been now lost forever. No one would see them. One of his friends, presumably somewhat uh, jokingly, said to him, listen, if we saw and experienced so many miracles during the war, maybe there'll be another miracle, and pictures could emerge from a camera, even without film. At this point, Rav Shadran turns his attention to the assembled crowd, and he asks them, "No, what do you think? You think pictures came out? You think this officer was able to develop his pictures, even though there had been no film? Obviously not. But why not? If Hashem can make a miracle of the Six-Day War, couldn't He make a miracle of a camera producing pictures even without film? So said Rav Shadran, and I assume this was originally uh, in Hebrew, even though I think his mama Lushan was probably Yiddish, but the way it's recorded in Hebrew is that he said to the people, If there isn't, then there won't be. In other words, what he was saying is, in order for there to be a miracle, it has to be something that emerges Yesh, Meyesh. There are the raw ingredients left to their own natural uh, devices. They wouldn't produce a miraculous result. But with the raw ingredients, 
Hashem can use those and take those ingredients and produce a miraculous result. But a miracle cannot occur yesh me'ayin, with nothing. If we don't put in the, the natural ingredients, then Hashem has nothing to work with to make the miracle. During the war, we went to battle. We fought, we risked our lives, we fought valiantly. And despite the odds, and despite the fact that rationally, there's no way to have predicted or even explained, even in retrospect, how we were so successful. But yesh me'ayin, excuse me, yesh me'yesh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu could take those ingredients, those efforts, those eshtadlus, and miraculously give us a victory. But if there's no film in the camera, im ein, az ein. Hashem can't make a miracle if there was nothing there. Continued of Shadran with great emotion and passion. Rabosai, he said to the people, this is speaking to us as well, this story. Because all of us, even if we weren't on the front line, saw, read about, and experienced great miracles. We all saw that this is clearly from heaven, this cannot be explained. Our eye is our camera, taking pictures of everything we've seen. We have inside each and every one of us a camera, so to speak. And we need to develop those pictures if we want, so to speak, what we've seen to remain with us forever, to be memorialized, to be perpetuated, so that we should never forget it. But if the if we have a camera, and we do, called our eyes, in order for it to remain permanent, in order for it to be able to stay with us, it's not enough to just have a camera. We need film. Without any film, there's nothing to develop these beautiful pictures with. And what is the film of a human being? If the eye is the camera, so what is the film that can memorialize the pictures? Said of Shadran, that's the lave. That's the heart of every human being. The heart has to be that which absorbs and has these images and experiences imprinted on it. If we have a emotional, living, sensitive heart that appreciates what it's seeing, then we have film, then we will capture the pictures, then we'll make a difference, and what we've seen won't just be fleeting, but it will stay with us. But if our heart is hardened, if our heart is closed, we may be taking all the pictures we want with our eyes. We saw so many things, but it won't be memorialized. It won't be perpetuated. It won't be internalized. It will not stay with us. And nothing we do can help. doesn't matter how many pictures we take. If there's no film in the camera, nothing will be captured. It doesn't matter what we've seen. If our heart is not open to memorializing it in a meaningful way, it'll all be lost. As we say, Rachmana Libabai. Kharish who wants our heart. Because our heart is the film that captures things and makes them permanent and memorializes them. With everything that has changed in the last 55 years, including the fact that probably no one under the age of 30 even knows what film is, this message and this metaphor, this parable, remains stunningly relevant. If our hearts do not truly appreciate the significant significance of the events that have taken place, if we don't truly, in our emotional, deepest core, in our kishkas, if we're not open to appreciating and seeing the Yad Hashem, the hand of God, and the incredible miracles that we benefited from during those six days, during that experience, if our heart is not truly open and alive to seeing and appreciating the incredible development and the continued expansion dynamic growth of Yerushalayim, even as a city, another new neighborhood, another new neighborhood, more people, more people, more businesses being there, more hotels being built, more businesses coming, more growth, more growth. And of course, at the same time, even more importantly, 
more yeshivas, more midrashot, more Torah, more davening, more shuls, more spirituality. This incredible growth of both Yerushalayim as a spiritual hub and as a physical center, the capital of Medina Yisrael. If we don't have an open heart and a feeling heart to both of these aspects, then no matter what we've seen and no matter what we're witnessing, even on our own day, we will never truly capture and truly see the yofi, the beauty of Yerushalayim. May we all merit to see and experience not only the beauty of Yerushalayim, that continued combination of spiritual and physical growth, but hopefully one day soon we should all merit to see the completion and the full and complete building, Yerushalayim HaBnuyah, and the Gula Shlema Bimhira Viamenu.